Good morning, and thank you for tuning in and listening to this week's message of hope on KBUR News Radio, 99.3 FM and 14.90 AM from First Christian Church of Burlington, Iowa. Beloved God, you are with us through every temptation and trial. You are with us from every high mountain to all the low valleys. You give us courage and strength, O God, to face each day. And so we pray that your spirit may fill us and bless us as we come to worship today. Let us know that you are near and that your grace and peace is always with us. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. We invite the young kids of our church to come on down forward and meet Pastor Justin at our steps today. All right. Good morning, guys. How are you doing this morning? All right, sounds good. Well, I brought up some stuff here with me this morning. I brought with me some juice. I brought up here a pop, and I brought up some water. So of these three, and it doesn't have to be these flavors. It can just be juice or or pop or water. It It doesn't have to be a certain flavor. If you guys could choose between these three, juice, pop, or water, which one would you choose? What would you choose? Water? Juice? Juice? Anybody else, Jack? What would you choose? Pop? You choose pop? Wow. <laughs> you choose water too? Yeah, pop? Yeah. Water is more healthy than those three, right? That is right. Those are your new shoes. I like them. Those are pretty. Yeah, so I guess it depends uh, on the situation of which what you're going to drink. Maybe, maybe you make your choices depending on what you're eating. Maybe if you're having breakfast, you would do the juice. And, and if you're having going out for pizza or, or watching a movie and having popcorn, you drink the pop. And, 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 the, and the water you can drink at any time, right? Or maybe it depends if you're just wanting a drink or if you're really, really thirsty. Because if you're just wanting a drink... All three of these are acceptable. But if you're really, really thirsty and you are out playing all day and sweating outside and you come inside, there's only one choice is the best choice. Which one is that if you're really thirsty? Water, right? Water is the best one. Water is the best one to help you in your thirst. So when we drink water, does that mean, and when we're thirsty, when we drink water, does that mean we'll never be thirsty again if we drink water? No, that's right. You know, water water quenches our thirst for a little bit, but eventually we're going to be thirsty again, aren't we? Right? And that reminds me of a Bible story. And Jesus was traveling around, and, and he was, it was a really hot day, and he was getting hot, and he was getting tired, so he decides to stop and rest by a well. And after a few moments, a woman, a Samaritan woman, came over to the well. Now, during Jesus' time, Samaritans and Jews, like Jesus was, did not get along. They didn't talk to each other. They didn't hang out. They really didn't like each other at all. So the woman was very, very surprised when Jesus talked to her and said, Would you get me a drink of water? And Jesus goes on to say to her the same things we were talking about. Jesus tells her that, you know what, you can take that water from the well and and it'll satisfy you for a little bit, but eventually... You are going to be thirsty again, and you're going to need more water. Then Jesus tells her, but if you drink from my well and drink of my water, my living water, you will never, ever thirst again. 
And so I bet you the woman was thinking in the back of her mind, she's like, man, that sounds great. Then I wouldn't have to come back to this well each and every day to gather water. And she goes, Jesus, I want to know more about this living water. And Jesus talks to her about that. Now, at, at the, uh, we're going to stop the story there. But do you think Jesus was talking about real water we drink? Or do you think Jesus was talking about some kind of other thing? You think he was talking about real water? I don't know. I think Jesus was talking about something else. See, Jesus wasn't talking about water that, that satisfies our thirst. Jesus was talking about a thirst for God. A thirst for God. Because the Bible says that our hearts thirst for God and thirst for a relationship with God. And the only way we can satisfy that thirst is with a relationship with Jesus. So when we ask Jesus into our hearts and we follow Jesus, Jesus satisfies our thirst for God and we will never thirst again. Now, the reason we're, we're talking about this story today is because our last lesson, last four week lesson of M&M starts this Wednesday. And we are going to be looking more at this story. We're going to learn, of course, more about Jesus and about this Samaritan woman and their story together. But it's also a great last four weeks because we're going to do our mission project again and we're going to invite our friends from messiah back here to church and we're going to participate in their fight hunger now program and we're going to fill food bags so that we can feed lots and lots of hungry people all around the world so it's going to be exciting and fun next four weeks at m&m and i hope to see you guys all there this wednesday night okay we guys pray with me let's pray Dear Father, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus, the living water. We pray that each one here today will drink of that living water so that they will never thirst again. In your name we pray and all God's kids shout it out. Amen. O loving and gracious God, through Jesus Christ, you bring light and life to a dark and dying world. Your peace and love fills our lives. You give us hope to face each new day. And you call us to bear witness to your grace that never fails us or leaves us. We give you thanks and praise for your love that Christ reveals to us even here today. And for the hope that his life, death, and resurrection unfolds for our world. Even as you love the world so greatly and sacrificially in Jesus Christ. Help us in his spirit to live and to love your world here and now especially as we lift to you the lonely, the hurting, the sick, and the dying. In those places in our world where there is injustice, renew our mission to do your will and bring about reconciliation, healing, and peace. In those places where there is pain, make us agents of your power and your healing love. We especially pray for all those in our human family who have been touched by hatred and violence this past week. We pray for our brothers and sisters this past week in New Zealand who gathered to worship and pray only to encounter violence and hate. You have created all of us, O God, and called us very good. And so when one part of the human body suffers, we all suffer together. Make us as your church, your hands and feet and voice in this world, Help us to overcome hate with love, violence with peace, and strife with hope. For we are all connected together with you as your children. 
As we celebrate your presence this day, we commit our lives to you afresh, O God, within the covenant of your love. Help us to be willing followers of your way, ready to do whatever the day demands, in order that we might bring about the joy of your resurrection to those in our world who have no cause to celebrate. In the season of Lent, awaken us, empower us, renew us, to be faithful to you in the spirit of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel according to Luke in the 13th chapter, verses 31 to 35. We invite the Spirit of God to bless us and be upon us as we hear God's word read in the midst of worship this morning. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow and the next day, I must be on my way because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets. How often I have, have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. This says the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for it. We're continuing here today with our God on the Move sermon series. We are on this 40-day journey toward Easter Sunday in this Christian season called Lent. These are these 40 days set aside for us to pray and reflect and refocus our lives back onto God's love, to, to repent and to examine those places in, inside of our heart and inside of our lives that may be out of step with the way God calls us to be living and acting. And so here in these six weeks, we are following Jesus on the road. As he makes his way toward Jerusalem, we will follow him on Palm Sunday whenever the crowds are shouting and singing toward all the events that will come after that where Jesus will find himself being betrayed by his very best friends, left to die on a cross, but then raised up on the third day, Easter Sunday morning. That is the destination that is set before us, like, like those GPS coordinates, like the map that you would pull out of, out of the glove box in your car. This is where we are headed as a church family together, following Jesus every step of the way. And so last week, if you were here, we followed Jesus immediately after he was baptized into the desert where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. We saw him withstand every temptation and trial by leaning into the presence of God, drawing upon the scriptures that he had learned from his youth. And so last week, that's where he was. And so this week, he is still on the move. Remember that old movie, Wizard of Oz? It came out in the year 1939. Some of us were alive in 1939. Some of us were not yet born in 1939. But even if you can't remember what 1939 was like, then you remember how in this movie the characters are on the move trying to find something more in their life. 
Each one of them has something missing in their life. And so it is not quite right yet. Dorothy, or as she's called in the movie, Dorothy, simply wants to get home. This tornado has picked up her house. She has left Kansas behind. Everything she has known and loved and taken her to this foreign land, this 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 place of Oz. Tin Man, you remember, is, is made of steel and he rusts. And so he's looking for some heart. He finds that he's empty on the inside, being, being made of nothing but bolts and screws. And, and he's old, he's full of metal. And so he's looking for heart in his life. The scarecrow, you remember, is made of only straw. And he proclaims to Dorothy and like all of her friends, whenever, whenever she first see him, he, he says, some people go this way, some people go that way, some people go both ways in life, he says to her. Following the yellow brick road on the way to see the Wizard of Oz, who will surely help them, they say. And they're all well and good, and they're all wonderful in their own right, in all their search to find more. But maybe you remember the cowardly lion. He talks a good game. He tells people to put him up, put him up, he says. But turns out he's just a big old wimp. He tries to scare people. He sings a song about being the king of the forest. I am the king of the forest, he says. But really, he's blowing smoke. He has no heart. He has no courage. He's like the bully on the playground, even like the bully online that talks a big game like they're big and strong that they say they want to tussle but when they're confronted they fold like a piece of paper the cowardly lion is looking for courage looking for strength and so he joins the journey on that road to oz i want you to hold on to him in the back of your mind Because we mentioned today that Jesus, too, is on this narrow, windy journey toward Jerusalem. I'm not quite sure. The Bible doesn't say, but but in my mind, at least, the the road that he is on is a yellow brick road as well. And he finds himself there. And in the life of Jesus, no one and nothing is going to knock him off that road. It's something because when we find Jesus here today, the religious leaders of his day are actually warning him to get off that road and change his course. Take a detour, go someplace else, do anything different than go to Jerusalem, they say. Because when you get there, Herod will meet you and he's trying to kill you. Now this is something to note. Because if you've been around before... And maybe you've heard the story of Jesus. Then maybe you have noticed that all throughout the life of Jesus Christ, the religious leaders were always trying to trip Jesus up. Very often they were mad at him because Jesus was healing people on the Sabbath. And they said, according to all rules and laws, you should not be doing this kind of thing. They were even upset. Because Jesus and his best friends were eating with anyone they wanted to. They said, good religious people should stick to their own kind. Only eat eat with people who look like you and act like you and believe the same things you do. But Jesus didn't care. 
He ate with women and men and sinners and tax collectors, good and faithful people and people who had messed up big time in their life. Jesus and his friends did not care. They ate with everybody. And because of this, those leaders of the religion were so mad. They were even mad at them because they said, you didn't wash your hands in the right way. It seems like a small and like a trite kind of thing to be upset about. But they were. They said, you just come right in and you sit right down and you help yourself without going through the proper steps in life and faith. All throughout his life, these leaders are trying to trip up Jesus and make him get in trouble by the people who were in charge But now here today, their tune has changed. They say, you better turn around because when you get to, when you get to Jerusalem, Herod is trying to kill you. Now, I don't know about you. I mean, I haven't had a whole lot of experience of this in my life. But if someone's trying to kill me, I'm going to go ahead and turn around. I mean, I'm going to find a different road. I'm going to like flip out the back door. I'm going to call the police. I don't know about you, but, but that's what I'm going to do. But even when, when, even whenever he is warned, Jesus keeps on going, following that yellow brick road all the way to Jerusalem, telling them about how he's going to die on the third day, but, but he'll be raised up again to new life. He even says that he is like the mother hen who's out to gather up all of her chicks, offering love and protection and grace and comfort to every one of us who has lost all those who call out for help. Jesus keeps on going and nothing can knock him off course. He shows the strength and this power that is downright amazing. I was reading this article this week where the author was talking about how in life there are two different kinds of of courage. The first, he said, is like this kind of spur of the moment kind of courage, almost like a reflex where you stop what you are doing and you spring into action to help somebody else. Whenever you see somebody drowning in like a pool, like you jump in and like pull them to safety. Whenever you see someone in the middle of the street who's about to get hit by a car, you run and you grab them by the arm and pull them to the sidewalk. You sacrifice your life for the benefit of somebody else, and you do it without even thinking. Adrenaline takes over. Your heart starts pounding. Your blood pressure goes through the roof. And it's only when you stop and you think and you wonder, how in the world did I do that? What in the world did I just do? That's the first kind of courage this article is talking about. It's almost like unconscious, like like spur of the moment. But then there's second kind of courage. And with this kind of courage, you know exactly what you are doing. You have counted the cost. You have calculated every risk. And you know what may happen if you keep on doing it, but you do it anyway. This kind of courage is not some kind of one-off act, but it is a lifetime of meeting whatever's in front of you head on. And this is the courage that Jesus had. He saw the odds. He knew what he would face in life at the very end. 
And even though the religious leaders who were always out to get him are now telling him to change his ways, he stays faithful to the life that God had called him to. It is no single act, no moment whenever his adrenaline was running high. It was an act of faith, of following God's leading in his life. And even though he may have doubts, and he surely had worries, he finds the courage and the faith because he knew that God was with him to give him strength and even raise him up on Easter. You see, this is it. Sometimes the Christian life is not about focusing on our eternal destiny. It is not always about what we believe and how many verses we can recite. Sometimes the Christian life that we lead is about the character of our lives, about how we are living and what we are saying and how we put the life of Christ into practice. Sometimes it's less about the things that are in our head and more about the things that are in our heart that come spilling out when we face adversity, when we're tempted, when we struggle with our faith, when we have doubts, and yet we decide to keep on going. Because don't you remember the cowardly lion in The Wizard of Oz? Don't you remember how he followed that yellow brick road all the way through the gates and he found the man behind that curtain thinking that he needed something special in life to find courage? Only to hear that it had been inside of him all the time. It lived inside of his heart. You see, that's the good news. We are called to live like Christ to treat people as he treated people. And there are days when we want to turn around and we want to pack it in and live a different way and turn back. The road that Christ calls us to is narrow and the way ahead is not always clear. It may or may not be yellow bricked and it is hard to see where to go. But Jesus sets the example for us when he meets adversity head on. Because God lives inside of our hearts. It fills us and encompasses us and gives us the strength to keep on going in faith. Even on the hardest days of life, we find strength in God's love. And for that, we give thanks. Let us pray. O loving God, we give you thanks and praise for the grace and peace that you give to us in the example set before us in Jesus Christ, our Savior and your Son. We know, O oh God, that at times we find ourselves in the deepest and darkest valleys. We do not know which way to turn, and we're not even quite sure if we're on the right path that you have set before us. But give us courage and strength, O oh God, to make it through every adversity and trial that we find ourselves in. Help us to know that your love fills us and blesses us and gives us everything that we need to lead us to the greenest of pastures where we find hope and love in your presence. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.
Thanks for listening to this week's message of hope from First Christian Church Disciples of Christ here in Burlington, Iowa. We are located at 1221 Park Avenue on the south side of town in between the airport and Dankwart Park. If you're looking for a church home or looking to find a relationship with Jesus Christ for the first time, we hope that you will join us for worship this Sunday morning. We have two services every week. Our traditional service is at 8.45 a.m. and features old-time favorite hymns and a wonderful anthem by our chancel choir. Our contemporary service is at 10.45 and features our amazing band and music that you hear from today's Christian radio. Both services offer a hope-filled and challenging message for today, activities for youth and children of all ages, and open communion for all who believe in Christ. There is no better way than to begin your week with worship, so I hope you will join us. You can find out more information by going to our website at www.burlingtondoc.org, and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Burlington DOC. We hope you have a great week and share the love of God with someone today.